0: Hi, my name is Duncan, and we are the Fancy Football Fanatics. I'm joined by Matt in London and Ben in LA. Ben, what was your football highlight of the game week?
1: Um, I have two highlights this week. Uh, The first one, as a Man U fan, we actually won pretty convincingly and was really impressed by um, Diego Dallo. I think that's how you say his name uh our new right back um his performance i don't know if you guys saw it was was really good um looked way better than uh valencia that we normally have a right back and i think he's still only 19 so um yeah really promising um start for him put in a lot of good crosses um, and we won pretty convincingly um, my second one is part football part fpl related was um there was only one person <laughs> who had a worse week than me, and that was Andy, who is not here on the pod. Um, and DeAndre Yedlin, <laughs> I was just watching, just got sent off. Um, he misplaced a back pass and then pulled back the guy uh, going through. Oh. So he's on a he's on a tidy minus three. And I was like, who is... I was like, someone in our league does have Yedlin. And then I remembered it was Andy. So I, d- I just checked. and <laughs> uh, He started Yedlin, <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Poor
0: Andy. <laughs>
2: that is the joy of FPL, seeing others' pain, I find.
0: You guys are bastards. I never do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And your highlight was the Man U win, but that was against Fulham. I mean, it surely that doesn't predict any more kind of great form for Man United.
1: Um, We'll see. I guess we have a big test against Liverpool, which we'll probably talk about later. But it seems that. Dropping Pogba, I've noticed he's dropped Pogba last
2: couple of games. I think just to get people who it's, are it's definitely better in his lot. team shape. I know. I mean, maybe. Obviously, it would be nice if he played different tactics. Yeah, that took advantage of Pogba, our best player. But, <laughs> but Cela if, if Mourinho is going to be our manager, then <laughs> I guess this is the yeah. best we can possibly play, beating Fulham at home.
1: Yeah, but we we haven't scored four goals in. Gotta enjoy so it when it happens. Was, By the way, this is also going to be my city.
2: highlight of the week. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I go for it. <laughs> yeah, go for you it. So well I didn't then, watch <laughs> Man U um, for because I think it's one of the three o'clock games. But I was I was playing football yesterday, and so just watching the live scores in the score center come in after the match, um, and I saw that Ashley Young scored um, like early doors, and I thought, I wonder what that goal looked like. I reckon he cut in in the area onto his right foot and then hammered it in the far corner. <laughs> and then I watched Match of the Day later, and that was absolutely pinpoint what he did. His trick he's done for the last 10 years of his career came off yet again.
0: The poor man's iron robin.
2: <laughs> Indeed. It's, a, it's amazing how you can have like one move you have, but you just do it again and again and again. And it just works for you and you build an entire career at it and millions of pounds. Yeah, yeah, and, and and a cheeky bit of diving here and there. Oh yeah, yeah, there's a bit of that, bit of that. I mean, he's had a pretty decent career considering no one rates him. Um, he was he was starter for England in the World Cup all the way to the semi-finals um, as a, as a reinvented left back. Yeah. yeah. Fun
1: fact, fun fact. Ashley Young was PFA Young Player of the Year. Yeah, he was
0: there. brilliant at Watford and he was brilliant at Villa. Him.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then it, the last few years for More Man U, he, he sort of faded out of the first team, but he was still earning like over 100 grand a week or whatever it was on. And he was, just, he was those the, the fans, I mean, didn't hold it against him, but he was always like a sign of like, oh, our team's rubbish because our wage bill was spent on players like Ashley Young. And he's actually got his head down and like started being a, a bit of a grafter. And he's, he seems like quite game intelligent, I think, in fullback. He's not skillful, but he's quite game intelligent.
0: Speaking of a, a grafter with game intelligence, my football highlight of the week was um Robert asked blast from the past. Um he had a great season, an FPL season with Hull, um, when they were in the Premier League. And yeah, my highlight was, was him this week and especially his goal. I just thought he took it so well on the half folly at the near post catching the keeper out. Um and it was just kind of harking back to times when he was getting those kind of goals every week. And I was just happy to see him scoring. And he looks absolutely pumped after he scored. It was a really tricky skill and a really good goal. Um, he's another player that, you know, I liked. I had him in my team when he was in the Premier League with Hull. And yeah, I, I just, I liked, I like the player. I think he's an intelligent player. He's got quality and it's nice to see him scoring yeah. again.
2: Yeah. West Ham signed like a load of players that none of them seem to come off for a while, like him and Chicharito. And I think there's a couple of others. And now they're starting to come good again. Just uh, it's interesting to see.
0: Yeah, they've got a big squad, haven't they? They've even got Lanzini to come back. And I, I don't know if um, if there's even more players waiting in the wings, but they've got such a big squad now. Um, yeah, exciting times. Andy,
1: Andy, Andy. Yeah, and he's not really a footballer anymore. He's
0: mainly a kind of UFC fighter.
1: <laughs> he's like... Uh... Yeah, he um, just how's it, how's loves it? an elbow more than he He's
0: loves a football. Um, so, mixed fortunes this week. Um, I think Matt's top of the pile. So Matt, do you want to talk us through your game week? Yeah, so
2: after five red arrows and falling out of the, the title race in our, our Super League, um, I've sort of come back with a vengeance on 72 points at the moment. Um, I mean, it's it's mostly down to having Mo Salah still on my team. And I was very tempted to transfer him out in, in recent weeks. Uh, so... It's. Uh, I'm quite glad I didn't. Uh, but uh, I I subbed in Fleepy Anderson uh, and he gave me a very good 12 points. I had a Bamayang captain so and and Salah was as vice so that's a shame. But I, I don't feel sorry about it because I'd have made the decision the same with even with hindsight. I thought a Bamayang at home to Huddersfield had a better fixture than than Salah away. But he got he got an assist, 10 points. So nothing to be sniffed at. Robertson eleven, uh, very helpful, and the Doherty just chipped in with a goal as well, um, and Alonso got a clean sheet too. So all in all, um, all the assets have sort of not been doing too well because Robertson was dropped recently, hadn't been doing much, um, have suddenly come good for me, and that was that was quite encouraging.
0: Yeah, really healthy game week for your squad, just um, you know not just having Salah but having points all across the team, yeah. and players got to play in Digne and Richarlison.
2: Yeah. And I also thought it was going to start like with my I've, I've had a little bit of bad luck, a bit of like, oh, just not whatever my decisions come to. It hasn't worked out. And I thought I'd do it again. With a, I took a four point hit to sub out on I put in Anderson, who did come off later on, but I've, I put in uh, Callum Wilson as well. I thought, right, finally, my troll, I'm going to I'm going to put him in and just copy everyone else, get him in my squad. And he pulled out before the game even started with a hamstring injury. So wasted my four points on him. Did that happen in the warm-up, or were they just hiding it from the press? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it was after the, after the deadline dropped. Uh, it, he, he didn't play, um, and the news came out that so he had a, had a hamstring injury. So that was, a, that was a really annoying start. But then I, I sort of got over the, uh, the frustration when I heard that Salah had scored a hat-trick and Robinson had set a goal up um, and kept a clean sheet. So yeah, after that, was that, that was, a pretty, it was a pretty sweet start to the, the game week, that first game. Who did you get rid of for Felipe Anderson? Um, oh, Pereira, who's been uh, stinking out my team for the last five weeks. Not a bad switch. <laughs> Not a bad point swing with that one, no. Nice he, one. He'll probably score a hat-trick tomorrow, knowing my luck. Um,
0: so your, your area to work on, you know, all good, but your area to work on is Wilson replacements. So we can kind of touch on that during the podcast.
2: Well, I mean, interesting, I had these this my transfers for this week in mind already, and it was going to be subbing out Salah to, as my little piggy bank uh, to get Sane and Eriksson in. But now he's got a hat-trick, I'm really not quite sure what to do. It's a bit of a conundrum for you at the moment. Yeah.
0: Um. Next up is me. I think I'm going to finish the game week on 68 points. Um. My, my game week fully hinged on my Salah captaincy. Um, apart from that, not a lot else went well. Uh, Alexander Arnold didn't play. Wilson didn't play. Kane came on for one point. Sterling blanked. Fraser blanked. Lacazette got one point. So Fabianski got one point. So if Salah hadn't been my captain, it could have been a massive red arrow for me. So, um, yeah, good thing I didn't I didn't put it on Kane. Um I think the reason I went for Cello's captain is I I haven't been able to watch as much live football as I'd like to recently but I managed to catch the Bournemouth Huddersfield game in the last game week because I have two Bournemouth players and I wanted to assess which one I was going to get rid of if I was going to leave them in because lots of people was talking about Wilson in and I was thinking about getting rid of him so I wanted to check on them and I thought Bournemouth Obviously looked good in the first half, Fraser and Wilson combining. But then in the second half, Huddersfield were all over them. Bournemouth looked knackered and their team hasn't rotated that much. The defence was all over the place, especially Charlie Daniels, at left back. And I just thought Salah is going to have an absolute field day against them. You know, having had a rest in the last game as well, um, I thought he was going to tear tear them apart. But it, it turned out he actually tore them apart on the other side of the pitch to Daniels. Um Bournemouth were just kind of bad on both flanks so yeah that was good and I was my plan was the same as Matt it was going to be a last hurrah for Salah and then next week he's my piggy bank for for other things but now now that obviously might change with his form and also with City wobbling a bit against Chelsea I was thinking about Sane and doubling up but not so much anymore so yeah some food for thought as we go through the the pod and yeah my area to work on is Wilson now I had the Alonatovich problem so my transfer I brought in Lacazette for an Altovich, got rid of Alonso for Kalasinac for a hit and didn't work out massively well because Alonso got a clean sheet Kolasinac actually got eight points which is good Lacazette was the issue I think maybe it would have been more sensible to have gone for just the one transfer and Chicharito something like that but I was seriously considering Jimenez and Jimenez didn't didn't play so didn't start so um, all in all yeah not not too annoyed about that I think it will probably stand me in quite good stead
2: budget-wise yeah th- so a good week. Do you think Lacazette's that going to get more minutes over the coming weeks? I was surprised he didn't get a full 90.
0: Yeah I, I'm concerned it might, might have been a bit of an error I think once when you're not particularly in favour with Emery you don't tend to get the minutes and he favored Lacazette at the start of the season and Obama Yang was in and out and now he seems to be favoring Lacazette maybe it's part of a wider plan of resting players and rotating players and uh when they're in form play them and you know give the other one a rest but um yeah i, th- I think for the moment i'm going to play him he's got good fixtures he's a good goal scorer he's the penalty taker when he's on the pitch um and i've got you know the Wilson issue to deal with so he can get points as a sub; um, doesn't matter, and he's not really stopping me getting other big hitters. You know, his price point is quite good. I've got Kane, I've got Salah, I've got Sterling, um, so it's quite nice that I can afford Lacazette. Um, and I'll just see where it goes. I think.
1: Is um, the one the one player I was considering was Kalasinich? Is he nailed on? Because. It- Emery, I can't really my, tell what he's doing. He seems to rotate a lot. But it does look like last My big
0: concern with this one was Rob Holdings' years. injury. That's why I was nervous about making this hit transfer, because Rob Holdings got an ACL injury, so he's out for the rest of the season. And they were playing a back three, and Kalasinac was you know the flying left wing back getting forward a lot. And I was concerned that they were going to switch to a back four. Kolasinac would be withdrawn, and then maybe in coming weeks. Monreal would replace him as a more standard left back in a in a back four system, but he he pushed ahead with the back three. He played Lichtensteiner as a centre back, which is slightly strange, but he he's clearly quite keen on that system. And we have Laurent Koscielny on the bench, who you know was our best centre half and is very favoured at the club. So um, there's rumours that he might play in Europe, and then he'd be kind of you know moved into the team over the long term, and he could replace Rob Holding in that role. So you know, I think have to keep an eye on Monreal and how he fits back into the team. He'll probably play in the Europa League, um, which means Kolasinac will probably start the next game week. But that's something to be aware of because Monreal can go forward well and he's scored goals before. So it's definitely an area where they could rotate. But I just think Kolasinac is such a good attacking outlet um, with these fixtures. And just got to make sure you've got a good bench, really. You know, um, Alonso, there was some talk of him getting rotated and Sorry had to answer questions about that so yeah i think it's a great option to be honest
1: yeah um one funny thing i was following on online on the internet was a lot of people had uh, salad ice and Kane as their captain this week And those people were raging when uh, Kane made it. That's fair enough like, because Sydney it was a great fixture, <laughs>
0: um, and he scored goals against Leicester before. So that that's just it's just a coin toss, isn't it? Sometimes. Yeah. Shall we move on to the the game week preview for game week seventeen?
1: <laughs> I
0: was going to say yeah. Oh, I, you don't want to go something. through my team. <laughs> I mean, we we can, we skip... can if
1: if we have we can to. Skip it. Uh, <laughs>
0: How did you get on? I'm, I should say before you start, <laughs> you you used to lead a super league, I think. Super- <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, no. I'm now third. Gary has overtaken me as well. Um, it, yeah, it wasn't a great game game week, but I knew it was going to be a bad game week because the way my team is set up, I don't, I didn't have, I don't have Liverpool kind of attacking coverage or or Arsenal attacking coverage um so I was really worried going into this game week I was I was pretty sure I was going to get a red arrow this game week um the Arsenal game I kind of got away with um because as you said Lacazette only got one point and Obama Yang only got an assist so kind of got away with the Arsenal fixture but definitely did not get away with the Liverpool fixture with the with the Salah hat-trick so um, going through my team. Um I got forty-two points so far, I took a hit. Um so the transfers I made were got rid of Anatovich for Jimenez, um, which obviously didn't come off because he was a sub, although he I was just watching the game. He he hit the underside of the crossbar, which was a bit unlucky. And then my other my other move was a bit strange. I got rid of Bennett for Doherty. Um and I basically did that because I was sick of him basically punishing me because everyone has him and he, he's he been returning over the last few game weeks and he just scored in, the, in injury time. So I'm kind of lucky I got away with that one because <laughs> um, I was just sick of him scoring and me not having him. So I, I finally just bit the bullet and took him at his high price. Um, and then I got the Robertson 11 points that Matt mentioned. And I think the... It could have been way worse this week because Chelsea actually turned up. So Hazard got two assists, which was nice. I wasn't expecting that. So I got nine points from Hazard and I got the Alonso clean sheet. Um, captain choice was where I went wrong this week. But in retrospect, both my, my vice and captain were, were scored nothing, basically. So I had Kane as my captain and Sterling as my vice. And they both didn't score anything. So um, a bad week, but... <laughs> I we could talk about Andy's worse, team, if you want
2: maybe. They'll feel better.
1: <laughs> so I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, I think I was expecting it because I I didn't have any Liverpool attacking coverage, in Bournemouth, as you said, Duncan, were horrific. Like Steve Cook in particular was just terrible. Um, but I guess you expect <laughs> that against uh, Salah. So um, I'm not too worried going forward because my my team is should be okay. I think you're
0: saying about Doherty you got features. lucky with his last minute winner but that's what you kind of get from Doherty. you you're getting him in for those goals and those attacking returns not so much for the clean sheets. So I think that was just a good move really. And it's not yeah. a huge difference yeah. in price he's yeah. still 5 million which is really cheap. I mean if you knew he was going to be on that form you would have bought him at 5 million at the start of the season so So where are you going to work yeah, on your team? It's true.
1: I think um, I'm okay with my team right now because uh, my big hiss is Hazard and they actually have a pretty good run and I'm hoping that City game is a turning point for them where they they start to get things together. So um, the one area I'm looking at is Laporte, which is why I mentioned Kalasinich earlier. I think he has a Return in weeks for me, so um, I might downgrade him and maybe I know Bournemouth. is hard with their assets because they seem to perform well in their easy fixtures, but I, I still think I may try and get rid of one of Fraser and Wilson. Um, so maybe something there, but I'll probably say for
0: this surely, yeah, uh, surely my, Wilson's my got to go right. though with the
2: hamstring injury. Um. So Ed, Do we think know what his said, actual injury is? is said, it he might be back next game week, um, even. So it might oh. not be a serious one.
0: Okay, so not something we have to move super quickly on then?
2: Um, not if you don't want to. Um, it doesn't, doesn't sound like it's a long-term one.
0: I don't know. For me, it might be something where it's, you know, it's, it's about time anyway, and now he's got the injury and, you know... <laughs>
2: I have we'll literally, literally just put this troll in my team. <laughs> <laughs> I have been
0: saying I'm going to get rid of him
2: six weeks now. So know, and he's been scoring and assisting every single game week since you said that. Yeah, up yeah. until the point I put him in.
0: Should we have a quick look at Andy's game? Uh, game week.
2: Yeah, why not? Sounds sounds entertaining.
0: Andy yeah. is on twenty-seven points. Um, he has minus three for Yedlin. And he's got Jimenez coming off the bench for Alexander Arnold as a, a highlight. But, obviously, he's gone big on Everton Differentials. So, he's got Sigurdsson and Richardson still to play to save the game week. Um, and, yeah, he's saved transfers. So, he can sort things out next week as well with two transfers.
2: No, he did a transfer, didn't he?
0: No. Oh, yeah, he did do a transfer. Just the one transfer next week then.
1: Yeah. You brought in Mitrovic. Which is quite which quite maverick as well. Got subbed at half time. <laughs>
2: yeah, he does hate Man U as a Man U fan, doesn't he?
1: He does, <laughs> yeah.
0: And he is the yeah. resident ma- maverick of the pod. Um, Shall we crack on with the preview then? And first up, we've got Man City versus
2: Everton for Matt. Um, so uh, is, it, is it Champions League next week? It is, yeah
1: yeah but city of i think city have qualified already
2: it's yeah. i think it's whether they so it's want the top spot or not i think it is a bit of watching the champions league um and who gets picked uh for trying to predict what man city's lineup is uh for the fixture uh man city at home almost well they they win it's just by how much um usually so uh all those sterling and Sarney owners should be doing well it just, just depends out those three of start Sane, Mahrez, and Sterling—that he actually plays. Um, although he he, he play all three of them at the weekend, um, and dropped yeah. yeah, and dropped Jesus and Aguero's is injured at the moment. Um, so it's just predicting his rotation lineup, but I'd expect a, a fairly routine win, even though Everton are quite a good side, um, just because Man City are, are so good
0: even after a champions league week and you know having beaten a loss to
2: chelsea um so i mean they lost to chelsea i watched that game and uh, chelsea took their chances and man city didn't take theirs i think man city still like uh, looked the stronger side overall um so i don't think it will rattle them too much i'd expect them to get back onto normal form where they're just so much better than anyone who isn't isn't a champions league team um Because I think Chelsea are one of the few teams that could probably go toe-for-toe a little bit um, and create a few more chances than other teams that just don't really get the ball at all. I'm guessing
0: you're obviously not going to be playing Dinier or your Everton defenders in this fixture, but would you be playing Sigurdsson or Richarlison?
2: Well, they are sort of... Man City have been conceding goals even when they've been winning in recent weeks. So uh, it's not... I think, well, certainly with Charleston, I've got with Charleston. He's on, he's on the edge of my, my my bus team at the moment, whether he's first sub or he gets in the team. Uh, and so it's, it's that, sort of, that sort of rating where you think Everton might be good for one goal. And so if you've got that player and he scores that goal, then it's all good. But uh, it's not a great fixture for them, is it? No, it's not.
0: So it's, it's dependent on your bench, really, isn't it? Who you've got in your squad. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I certainly, uh, as you say, I'm not playing Dinier. Um I think it, that'd be a bit, that'd be madness. Okay. Yeah. Next up is Crystal
0: Palace-Leicester. This is one for me. Um, I think this is a pretty even game. I think Leicester didn't look particularly good against Spurs. Um, didn't get a goal. Obviously, Vardy was missing. actually looked pretty ineffective. Um, And Palace are quite hard to predict because some games um, they keep a clean sheet and they look solid at the back and other games like against West Ham in game week 16 they completely lose the plot and concede three goals so I think they're going to have more of a solid base because they're at home and Leicester aren't particularly looking great offensively in comparison to a team like West Ham who are on good offensive form I think these two are going to be pretty evenly matched. Um, I don't think I'd be looking at any Leicester assets for this one because um, Palace have scored goals in recent weeks and I think Max Meyer is having an effect on them going forward. He's he's kind of got match fitness now and he's kind of more settled in the team and creating opportunities. He's getting some fantasy assists here and there and linking up with Zaha. They've just got a bit more creativity up front Um Townsend starting to get into his, you know, small patch of form for the season. So um I wouldn't play my Leicester defenders or attackers particularly. And I, I think Wambasaka is definitely someone I'm considering playing. I've got a bit of competition for who I play um this week at the back, but I think Wambasaka is definitely an option. I think it's do you guys know if Fardy's if gonna be able to play this game? No, I Just I checking, it's saying he's got a muscle injury and he's expected back pretty much for this fixture. So it's one to watch on the injury news. Um, I highly, highly recommend the Fantasy Football Scout. Um, uh, they put out a YouTube video of the press conferences um, just before or the day before the deadline normally or on the day of the deadline, if it's a Friday kickoff or midweek kickoff. And I really recommend that as a roundup of all the injury news and press conferences. Um, so, yeah, have a look at that one. Keep an eye on Vardy. And, yeah, I think wan is similar to Richarlison. He's on the edge of my team. It's one of those last-minute decisions based on, on last-minute news. Um, ben, what do you reckon to Huddersfield-Newcastle?
1: Um, so, both these teams are probably playing better than... Uh, most people think, um so Huddersfield, I think actually defended quite stubbornly against Arsenal, only lost one nil Newcastle just watched the game against wolves they they didn't play that badly until they went down to ten men um so this kind of has nil nil one all written all over it to me. I think it'll be like hard fought um in terms of assets, nothing super exciting i don't think um maybe Rondon. So he, I've noticed he's been starting the last. He's now their first choice striker. Uh, got a goal last week and got an assist this week. So maybe he'd be worth considering. But um, yeah, I think this will be a tight. Yeah, draw. he's on good form, right. isn't he,
0: Rondon? His price is quite nice, five point eight. And with Callum Wilson out, um, someone to consider. But I just think their fixtures turn too quickly. They've got Huddersfield, Fulham, but then it's Liverpool, United, Chelsea, Man City, Spurs. So, not really. it's not good, is it? Yeah,
2: it's um, bad. People have been getting on but, Huddersfield assets recently. They've got quite a nice run of fixtures um, and a bit of bargain basement. Would you be tempted by any of them? I really like Schindler.
1: Yeah, I f- Schindler, yeah, 4.3 is a really good price. <laughs>
0: I think Schindler last rug, season yeah. was a bonus point magnet as well. So, and they they really impressed me against Bournemouth, and obviously, like Ben said, you know, kept it quite tight against Arsenal. So Newcastle, Southampton coming up, Fulham, Lee, Cardiff. Those are great fixtures for a four point three mm. um, point magnet.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm tempted by Schindler, and um, also tempted by Low because I have to replace Lyon at some point. About well, you, you know I've always rated Pritchard. He plays up front, basically. <laughs> he's, a, <laughs> he's an amazing... He just, just, you just feel it in the gut. You feel it in the gut when he's going to score.
0: It's funny with these teams like um, Huddersfield and Burnley, like slightly to come into form as the weather is turning nasty in the Northwest. You know, maybe it's playing into teams like this kind of hands when... You know, the wind's whirling round and it's cold and the London teams don't fancy it so much. Um, I wonder if that's going to have a factor. And sometimes I like to, especially with Burnley, I like to look at the weather forecast for that area of the country if they've got a home game.
2: It's a very good point. I mean, um, I was playing football yesterday and we got played off the park by some kids in the first half. Then it pissed it down in the second half and we came right back into it. It's amazing the impact it has when they, uh, they can't pass it around anymore and uh, suddenly long balls work a lot more. Yeah, the gnarled yeah. experienced players come to the fore. suddenly being good at heading and physical contact is uh, yeah, comes into the fore.
0: Do you reckon that Burnley can kind of bring that attitude to Spurs um,
2: at Wembley, Matt? Um, well, I think Burnley uh, at home are probably getting a tougher and tougher proposition. Um, but Spurs at Wembley, nice big pitch, good surface. Um, I I think this is looking like a regulation Spurs win, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Burnley keep it tight and Spurs don't thrash them, especially with Spurs rotating and having a big Champions League match around the corner. Um, they seem to just win about 2-0 most games, uh, so I'd expect maybe like a 2-0 repeat. And so it's, uh, do you get on the Kane the uh, bandwagon is the, is the big question mark.
0: It's a big one for captaincy as well, isn't it? Because people always say, or the managers always say, you know, after a Champions League game, especially a big one like this away to Barcelona, um, it's tough to win the Premier League game after that fixture. So, you know, is Kane going to be knackered? Is Spurs going to be out of form? And I I know they can't rely on Lamella because I think he's got an injury issue at the moment. So how much can they
2: rotate? Yeah. Um, I mean, you think if if you're Pochettino, then your all your training sessions at the moment are fully focused on Barcelona and how you stop a, a passing team who keep the ball on the deck Um, that none of those training sessions are useful for training, how to break down Burnley or stop Burnley attacks. Um, So I I still reckon they'll edge it because they're a much better team, but um, it, it might not be a thrashing.
0: Do you reckon Kane will play or start at least against Burnley and get a good good amount of minutes?
2: I think he probably will do um, because he he had that rest this week. Um, I suspect he has been rested this week so he can play throughout Christmas, basically. Okay. Yeah.
1: I, I hope Spurs get knocked out of the Champions League because then I think... then I think Kane will definitely start because then they'll be like, okay. And that's quite likely a way to
0: Barcelona, isn't it?
1: Yeah. The problem is Barca have already qualified, I think. But it's whether they want top spot. I just hope, I just hope they play. With no
0: injuries, (laughs) crucially. Okay. um, Next up is Watford, Cardiff. This is one for me. It's difficult to say with Watford playing, we're recording on Sunday night, so Watford are playing um, tomorrow against Everton away. Um, but you know, I can talk about Cardiff and how impressive they've been in recent weeks. Um, you know, the big guy up front, Callum Patterson, uh, playing out of position, getting another goal this week. Um, they're kind of grinding out the wins at the moment. And there's a good feeling clearly, um, around the Cardiff team at the moment. It's, it's nice to see Neil Warnock happy, although he is equally entertaining when he's unhappy. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think Callum Patterson remains an excellent option. He was talking about strikers in the build-up to the last uh, game week sixteen. He was saying um, Gary Medine isn't available. There's a number of strikers that are in the squad who aren't available. The only one that is a potential competition for Callum Patterson is um, oh, I've forgotten his name. Um, is it Kenneth Sahore. All oh, right. But Zohor anyway, I'm not so completely sure about his first name, but Zohor, I think is some potential competition who's lacking match fitness, so he's saying one of his priorities is giving him match fitness coming up um but for the moment, Callum Patterson has that spot and he's on form, so um it's his his to lose um and for the moment he's a he's a great option, and yeah, I think. Apart from that, some people have talked um, about the Cardiff defence and the threat that they pose from set pieces. Um, I think you've got Morrison, who they were aiming at for a lot of free kicks um, and corners early in the season. He wins a lot of headers and scored, I think, seven goals last season in the championship. And he's at 4.7. So this is you know, the time of the season when he can potentially pick up second half of the season bargains and he could be one. Um, Cardiff's fixtures are kind of mixed, um, but for a cheap option, uh, you know, he's a potential, and obviously, Bamba has done well from set pieces as well, so he's another option. Um, yeah, I th- I've got Kamarasa, um, as my kind of fifth midfielder kind of sub, and the interesting thing that Warnock said on the weekend was that, um, because uh, they missed a penalty recently and Kamarasa wanted to take the penalty but didn't get to. He said that Kamarasa is now going to take the next penalty. So that's great news for me and great news for other people who've got Kamarasa in. I think Ben's brought him in as well. So I don't know if it makes me like it enough to start him in games, but he's he's been my first sub recently and it, it would be lovely one week just to see him come off the bench, you know, in a rotation period with a 10-point point haul. Um, but yeah, that's that's one. It's hard to talk about Watford before they play, but they're not on great form. So, yeah, my vote is for Cardiff on this one. Ben, what do you reckon to Wolves Bournemouth?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure this, how this one is going to go. So Wolves seem to have turned their form around after beating Chelsea and then winning today. So I'll probably play my Wolves assets for this game. So Doherty and Jimenez... Um, and maybe maybe Patricio. Um I'm not sure yet. Um but I would I would expect this to there to be goals in this game. Um so Bournemouth are one of those teams where you can't really tell. Um they don't seem to play super well against the big teams, but tend to score against like the mid table, lower lower table teams. So yeah, hard to predict, but I think there'll be goals in this, so um, I, I'll probably all play my Wolves attacking and, and Bournemouth attacking. Yeah, I agree completely. I think
0: well. this is not going to be a, a lot of um, defensive points, but a lot of attacking points potentials.
2: It's it's one of those yeah. games where um, all all players playing fantasy football will be following this fixture really, really closely, and very few other people will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like the home of the bargain basement, like mid-table assets. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it definitely is. It's the, the fancy football hipster fixture, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Fraser versus Doherty. <laughs> um,
0: what do you reckon to <laughs> Fulham-West Ham? Um,
2: so, Fulham and their new manager bounce uh, with Vanieri uh, took a bit of a hit against uh, Man U. Um, but they're probably... S- I mean, and then, hang on, look at the recent form, I haven't had a massive upturn since Manieri's come in. Um, so I'd expect West Ham to win that. They're West Ham are on good form. Felipe um, Anderson looks like a really decent player. Um, they've lost an outovic, but uh, Perez and Chicharito both seem to be in goal scoring form. Um, and as you say, even people like, like Snodgrass are coming back in and looking decent. So they've got plenty of talent. And so I expect them to score some goals against the worst defense in the league. Um, Having said that, Fulham are at home. Uh, they'll probably score themselves, so it could. It, it, I reckon it could be a draw. Um, sort of a, a weird London derby. There's not not big rivalries between them, um, but I think uh, at the moment Anderson's one of the top transferred in players. So it be. Uh, it's one I think lots of fancy managers are looking out for.
0: Yeah, and his price is surely going to kind of rocket even more from where it is because he's still pretty affordable
2: yeah he's got well he's got a good run of fixtures and he's on good form so it's like a it's a good combination yeah i think
0: time to get him in before before he's too expensive or the fixtures turn around kind of game week 22
2: yeah can i can i lay claim to him and say that you shouldn't transfer him in because he's my player uh, unfortunately not <laughs> it's not a spell draft oh, You're so boring <laughs> I-, I promise not to sub in Camarasa If you don't sub in Anderson um... <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> I-, I was considering
1: Anderson For this weekend One thing that's interesting about him is He doesn't If you look at his stats He doesn't shoot a lot um, But he just seems to like Basically, score every time seems he shoots, to which is um, kind of interesting. What? you can go, ahead, Yeah, go. Ahead. And, and the other thing I noticed was um, Kamara from Fulham, I think his it stats is playing more under Ranieri. He scored two goals in his last two. So, if you want bench at 4.3, I think he might. Yeah, be it's just that's the problem, in. isn't it?
0: Whether success is success is played every game or a part of every game this season, so you're guaranteed, you know, at least one point potentially. But will Kamara stay in the team? That's just the question. Yeah, but you're right. He looks favoured under Ranieri at the moment, yeah. so definitely a great enabler. Um, yeah. Um, next up is Brighton Chelsea. This is one for me. Um, I think Chelsea back on form uh, Brighton kind of had their nose bloodied after a, a narrow loss to Burnley um, yeah I think I see this as a Chelsea kind of just winning this one quite standardly um, Hazard is maintaining a kind of underlying form with assists um, which is kind of keeping him in, in people's teams and kind of promising of of more returns he actually played up front or started up front in the last game which was quite interesting his comments after the game saying you know it's very different because he doesn't get to touch a lot of ball um which i giggled at personally because i'm a small
2: child
0: (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah i think this is a, a routine kind of chelsea victory um i'm Potentially going to be regretting getting rid of Hazard and Alonso for this lovely run for Chelsea. Um, So, you know, Brighton away, Leicester at home, Watford away, Crystal Palace, Southampton, Newcastle. It's looking really nice for them. Um, And, you know, buoyed by a win against Man City, they can probably just steamroll into these um, Christmas fixtures and pick up quite a few points. Um, we've seen it with Hazard up front before though if that continues he's not been incredibly effective he's a bit like Richarlison he seems to be more effective on the left wing Um, and yeah I don't know if I prefer him in that position so it's one to watch but um, yeah I fear not having any Chelsea assets for this one you guys kind of concur anything to say for Brighton
2: um yeah, the interesting thing that coming into this game week was everyone was talking about will Alonso be dropped with his bad runner form. Um, and he got his clean sheet, but he still didn't uh, get a, any assists or goals again. So I, I reckon he's up for rotation at some point. So I'm still a bit nervous about having him at the moment.
0: Yeah, still the top scoring defender in the game. Um, so still justifying his point in, in that, his his price in that kind of regard. But yeah, I've, I've got room with him. Because um, I just, I, I think you can equal his returns potentially with players with good fixtures like Kolasinac.
2: Yeah, no, so he's got some good fixtures, but I'm still eyeing him up as a bit of a piggy bank at the moment. Um, yeah,
0: especially with Salah being back on form and potentially not being a piggy bank anymore. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, it's one for Ben, Southampton Arsenal.
1: Um so I I just have a feeling about this game where Southampton will make it difficult for Arsenal. So they didn't have a new manager bounce because they you know, they lost to Cardiff, which is a bad result, but this will be their first home game at home with the new manager. Um I still I'm still predicting Arsenal to win for sure. I just think it might be a little bit more tough than people were thinking. Um so yeah, I mean definitely play all your Arsenal assets. Um as they mentioned earlier I was thinking about Kalasinich for this fixture. Um, but I think Mustafi is that right, Duncan Mustafi picked up a hamstring injury, so I'm not sure what's going on with their back line, so I may hold off another week. Um and I'm I'm sure Lacazette, Obama Yang owners will be will be salivating over this fixture. I just think it... I don't know.
0: I just have a feeling I, it may be I, I tough. I kind of agree. Mustafi, <laughs> I'm not sure about hamstring injury, but he's definitely suspended for this game. Um,
1: oh, and... Uh,
0: oh, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, it yeah, definitely could be... Too. Definitely could be a tough game for Arsenal with the problems they've got <laughs> at the back. So, that's the three regularly playing centre-backs out of this game. So, a makeshift back four for Arsenal of probably Lichtensteiner... Monreal and potentially a Koscielny coming back from injury um maybe a maybe a back four so yeah maybe maybe Kolasinac is looking like a slightly slightly worrisome uh transfer in um yeah good shout Ben maybe a tricky one for Arsenal but I think if you've got Kolasinac you've still got to play him haven't you for the attacking returns yeah um did you see any potential in Southampton? I know we talked about it with Andy a couple of pods ago, and he was saying Armstrong is an interesting option. Did you see any kind of shoots of recovery in in the game against Cardiff? I know they lost that, but
1: um, I'll be honest, I did not. <laughs> I did not follow Cardiff Southampton, so <laughs> I don't. I don't know what. I actually don't know what. Um, I don't know if you guys know what team he set up whether it was the same I think he team made a few, few
0: changes. changes um yeah I, I watched it it was up quite late on on match of the day so I, it didn't have my full attention I'm going to be honest but they did lose to Cardiff so it wasn't a resounding success for the new man um and I think it's still a case of their fixtures aren't great um their players aren't great um so wait wait till these fixtures kind of get a little bit better in the new year and maybe they get
2: a bit of a run towards the end of the season. I mean in the manager's defence he probably had like one training session with them before that game so he's at least got a week's now to to work on a new system um for this yeah. game. Yeah
1: as a as a non as a non-owner of any Arsenal assets I hope he just goes full park the
0: bus. Yeah. Yeah well it way. might be better to attack the the back four. We'll have have to see. Matt, you've got a big fixture this week. You've got Liverpool, Man United.
2: Yeah, always a tasty fixture. Um, I I mean, coming into this, until this game week, I'd have said that uh, Liverpool are going to paste Man U because Man U just a bit inept. But uh, it was quite a confidence-boosting win, even though it was just Fulham, but scoring four goals and the football just starting to flow just a little bit. Um, So I reckon Mourinho will make us difficult to break down it could be uh yeah typical derby flying challenges um type game uh liverpool should probably edge it because they are the better team and they are at home um but i uh, i reckon maybe i could 2-2 would be my sort of uh prediction that's not using my head just my heart um and one for yeah Will Salah continue his good form? Uh, he looked really, really in scary form uh, against Bournemouth. That His hat-trick goal where he just sort of uh, waltzed around the keeper, did the keeper again, did the defender and slotted it in the back of the net. Um, and a second goal as well was really decent. So he's looking in good form and striking a good partnership with Firmino. So uh, this could be a tasty game.
0: Are Man United safe in the Champions League? Are they qualified and... Things like yeah, that. Yeah,
2: Manu are qualified and definitely second, so uh they they can rest as many as they like uh, midweek.
0: Although they haven't got the biggest squad in the world to to rest players, but yeah. Yeah, they can do a lot of resting, whereas Liverpool playing against Napoli at home, so at least they're not travelling.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean that could have a bearing on it, depending how how tired the players are, but uh I think both, both sets of squads will be eyeing up the Liverpool-Man-U fixture at, at the weekend. Um, so they'll have a lot of... I think there might even rest players in Champions League or those Champions League players will get taken off early if it's not, the result's not going their way um, with, the, with the big fixture in mind.
0: Yeah, and there's a bit of an issue with the Liverpool back four now as well with Gomez having fractured a bone in his leg. Um, I think Matip... Potentially playing as well, and Alexander Arnold being changed for Milner, so a bit of change to that solid defense they've had all season.
2: Yeah, I can see it being a, a close game, even if Liverpool were the better team, because uh, yeah, just they're, they're a little bit of a weak point, and we might, man, you might counter on that weak point. Um, I remember last season we just uh, Mourinho identified that Trent Alexander Arnold wasn't so good at defending, and so just put Rashford on him, and just uh, we got two quick goals, and that was the game over. Um, I can see us getting a goal from something like that and then getting um, Liverpool bossing possession for the rest of the match and getting a decent goal um, in reply
0: Yeah, yeah. for me I, I hope that Alexander Arnold plays and we get another one of those 30 yard free kicks to be honest because it's worrying when Milner takes his position because Milner is such a good player in every position, uh, it's worrying competition for him and um, Whipping boys and gut punts. What do you guys reckon to whipping boys for this one, uh, Ben? I'm going to come to you first for your whipping boy for game week 17.
1: Um, hmm. I think I'll I'll go with Burnley. Although I can see Southampton being a whipping boy if they, because we just I just don't know what their their team will look like under the new manager, but. Um, because Spurs, okay. out home, Matt. What about apparently. you?
2: Um, maybe Brighton. They don't look too tasty at the moment, um, and Chelsea just on on a bit of form. Um, yeah,
0: I think that's a good shout. There's there's quite a, a lot of big teams versus you know smaller teams potential for whipping boys uh, this week. There's no kind of standout one, but there's a lot of options where you want to play your big hitters. Yeah. I think my whipping boys are probably gonna be Everton, so we're we're split um, split between those three, but uh, at a push between your two, I would say I would go for I would go for Brighton as the whipping boys out of those two. So I wouldn't expect it, but Brighton are our whipping boys for Game Week seventeen. Fingers crossed that, that comes in. Um Gut punts. Ben, I'm gonna to come to you first for your gut punt.
1: Um, my gut punt is going to be Deli Um Pretty expensive. 8.9. Um, but scored against Leicester. Played, played really well against Leicester. I think he also got... Did he also get an assist? No, he just got a goal. Um, but I think he got mad at the match that game. He looked pretty solid. Um, so, I think the only risk is, um, depending on the Barcelona game, how tiring it is. Um, who they decide to, to play, um, he would be my punt. I think he has lower ownership than... He's more of a differential than um, Hyeongmin Son, who's the more popular option at 8.4, who's been tearing it up. He's been scoring goals and assisting. So yeah, and Son Derby also
0: replacing Kane while Kane was dropped as well. So a really good option, but obviously you can't go for him because he, he is on form, clearly. Um so a good, a good one with Deli Ali. I'm going to go for West Ham assets for my gut punts this week. Cause I just think they don't seem to have been too affected by Arnautovic um, missing. Maybe Arnautovic even needed a bit of a rest and there were other people chomping at the bit to get in the team. It's between Chicharito and, and Snodgrass. And I think I'm probably going to go They're up against Fulham. So Fulham's defense isn't great. Um, going to be a lot of opportunities. I'm probably going to go for Chicharito because I just think organisation in the Fulham defence is the issue and Chicharito is a man that sniffs opportunities in the box. Um, so he's going to be my gut punt. What about you, Matt? Um,
2: I'm going to go for Torreira for Arsenal. Um, he seems on a really good, decent form at the moment. Um, I know he's meant to be like a defence midfielder but he seems to be getting forward and scoring goals and his his baseline bonus is it's been really strong of in recent weeks so him against southampton i reckon he uh he's dirt cheap and he might he might continue his uh point scoring form
0: i really like that pick and i really like his uh his bicycle kick in the last game defensive midfielder bicycle kick is a rare one yeah
2: yeah even if it was from one yard <laughs> yeah uh, I, I saw um, him against man u and he looked really decent he gets all over the pitch so i can see him picking up sort of bonus points even even if he doesn't score any uh, goals or assists. Um so he's he's not a bad player to have on the uh, if you're fifth midfielder, I think at the moment. He's
0: also becoming a bit of a cult hero at Arsenal. Um you know at the new Nelson Vivas but with skill. <laughs> um next up we've got clean sheets. Um so Matt I'm gonna to come to you first for your clean sheets. Um
2: I'm gonna go for Spurs because I think they'll edge Burnley, but I don't think Burnley had great at scoring goals away from home.
0: Even with uh, the problems with uh, the defenders for Spurs at the moment, I think Foyth was ruled out of the last game. Um, so they've only got Alderweireld and Vertonghen.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they, they'll keep a clean sheet, not because they've got great centre-backs that can deal with pressure, but because they won't be put under pressure.
0: OK, yeah, that's fair enough. Ben, what do you reckon to your next clean sheet?
1: Um, I'm going to go Chelsea
0: away. Fair enough. I'm going to go for possibly not Man City because of Everton's goal threat and Man City conceding recently. So I think maybe I'm going to go for Arsenal away to Southampton. No, that's crazy. (laughs) Ignore that. I'm going to go for
2: There aren't some obvious ones this week after those two. Yeah, it's 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 tough. tough Really early, isn't it?
0: Quite a few even ones. I'm going to go for Cardiff away to Watford, but it's tricky.
2: Matt, can you see any more? No, not really. I mean, I'd I'd probably go Watford against Cardiff um, as my next favourite for a clean sheet. But
0: I guess we have to go on ones that you can really hang your hat on and say I'm quite confident this one ben can you see any more
1: mm, i i would back city at home to everton okay i think they're going to i think they're going to be quite angry ha- having lost to chelsea and just yeah. blow them away like 4-0 or something
0: okay and we've seen quite a few goals in recent game weeks so maybe it's just how things are going in this busy period. You know, defenders are tired, teams are tired, and there's more opportunities to score goals. Um, captains and transfers. Matt, I'm going to come to you first.
2: Um, so I said, before the game week started, I had in mind that I was going to sub out Salah, my little piggy bank, and uh, sub in Eriksen and Sane. Um, Sane for his, his great point scoring recently, and, and Eriksen, because I have no Tottenham assets for their good run of fixtures, so I thought that would be a good way to cover. But then Ericsson didn't play. Well, he came on his, off the bench and Sane just, well, they just lost a fixture and, and Salah got a hat-trick. So I'm a bit lost for what to do at the moment. I'm going to wait for the Champions League fixtures. I'm still tempted to get rid of Alonso and upgrade someone like Charleston or Fraser to to an Ericsson or a Sane type player. But um, I'm not not really sure at the moment. And I, I... So not... Sorry, yeah. Not afraid of taking a hit this week. Um. Well, I mean, I've still got to catch ground, and so I still need to sort of make some uh, uh, some moves to try and get get on the uh, the good good form players. Um, but yeah, um, basically to summarise, I'm not sure. And what about captaincy? So captaincy um, at the moment is on Obama Yang uh, for their juicy away fixture to Southampton. Um, Sterling's my vice captain at the moment.
0: Yeah, seems fair enough. Although City, like you said, will be angry. Um, So, yeah, it's one to think about during the week based on Champions League. Um, Ben, what about you?
1: Um, I think I'm looking to save this week. I was long term, I'm thinking of Laporte to a cheaper defender. So, Um, I was thinking of Laporte to Kolasinic and then upgrading Frazier to Anderson, but I may not do it this week. I may try and save and do it the following week is my plan. Um, Callum Wilson, if he's a a long-term injury, that's a real headache for me because I don't love a ton of the forward options. Um, I think maybe Mitrovic has the best run, but he look. He doesn't look super inspiring, so I'm hoping Callum Wilson is fit. Um, so I'm, I'm probably going to try and save this week and figure out what to do next week. Um, and captaincy is currently on Kane um, with the vice-captaincy on Hazard. Um, but that might change depending on Champions League and press conferences. But if you're not backing Kane at home to Burnley, then... I don't know. Yeah. Why even? Um,
0: <laughs> I don't know. I th- I feel like I didn't Captain Kane when, uh, when he got his 12 points uh, a couple of game weeks ago against Southampton at home. I was almost getting him in because I wanted to cover him in case of the risks. So many people were bringing him in. I know a lot of people were going for Bamiyang, but he was there because just in case he goes and gets his, you know, huge hat trick haul like he did last Christmas. Um, that's why I've got him in. I don't necessarily feel like I have to captain him every week. Um, my captain on my boss team at the moment is Sterling. Kane is my vice. And I just, I really like, if I can, um, having the top two captaincy options for the game week. So if that means a hit to bring them in, I just like to kind of cover that. So if I get that captain decision wrong, like Matt did this week, at least my vice vice captain might get you know a nice a nice haul even though it's not doubled um yeah Sterling, my captain like we said we'll, we'll watch the champions league to see if that'll stay with him um my transfer i think i'm going to get rid of wilson because i think it's just a natural time to get rid of him uh potentially hamstring injury busy um christmas period hasn't had much rest um this season at all and he is a quite an injury prone player. Fixture's toughening up um after this Wolves and Brighton game, Spurs away and Man U away where I don't think I'd want to play in particularly. So yeah, I think I'll get rid of him. Chicharito's on my radar. Jimenez is on my radar. Um those are the two kind of front runners at the moment. And I've been going hit happy in the last few weeks. Um and I need to maybe calm down with the hits. Um, because it is quite addictive just, you know, having a little mini wild card, um bringing in two players. Um, so, yeah, I think calm down and just getting in a slightly cheaper player with good fixtures and, and good form. So one of those two, not sure which at the moment. Yeah, what do you guys reckon to Wilson replacements? Where would you be going?
2: I think the obvious ones... Uh you just sort of said, I mean, I don't have Jimenez in my team. So if I do do a Wilson trade, I probably would go for Jimenez at the moment. Um, and that also gives you some, some cash to to spend elsewhere.
0: Yeah, definitely upgrading Fraser or, or looking at the defense. Good shout! Um if you don't already follow us on Twitter, we're at Um Give us a follow, get in touch with us on, on there as well. It'd be great to hear from you. Um, and looking forward to game week 17. Um, so it's goodbye from me. Say goodbye, Matt.
2: Come on, about me, Yang. Do it for me.
0: Say goodbye, Ben. <laughs> Bye. It's goodbye Come from on, me. Go. I am so happy about the Salah captaincy. See you all next week.